0: Good morning, Nachum. Good day of Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayetze. Parshas Vayetze, with its one hundred and forty-six psukim, is an exceedingly rich parsha. It contains, to begin with, that incredible, majestic dream that Yaakov has in the place where the future Beis Migdosh is going to be built of the ladder ascending to heaven and the angels of God ascending and descending on this ladder and Hashem giving Yaakov an incredible insurance policy that I am going to be with you says God to Yaakov and I will watch you and I will bring you back. V'ashivo sicha el hazos. Kilo e'zavcha, I will not forsake you. Wow. Yaakov then goes to the house of Lavan, as he is instructed by his father, and he builds the family of Yisrael, eleven sons and one daughter, when Yosef is born to Rachel, Yaakov says, "Time to go back," meaning the one that can combat Esav has been born, and the parsha ends with Yaakov arriving back at the soil of Eretz Yisrael. I'd like to point out a very interesting phenomena which is most unique in our Torah, and that is as follows. As we know, and it's one of those we had at first, that when the Torah goes from topic to topic, from one subject to another, then most often there is what you would call in English, a new paragraph. In the Torah, these paragraphs are either called psuchos, whereby the Torah ends one thought, and the rest of that line is open, hence psuchos from the word posuach, the line is open, or stumos. Stumos means that the new paragraph or new idea continues at the end of that line. In the 146 psukim, verses, of Parshas Vayetze, there is not a single break in any of the columns as the Sefer Torah is written in every single Sefer Torah. This is called a Parsha, which is stuma. Stumon means literally closed. Now the question is why? So both the Daas Zekenim, Mibaleatos, as well as the Balhaturim in his commentary, both of these sources address this question and they give a very interesting answer. Says the Baliatosvos, why is this Parsha Stuma? Because Yaakov leaves Bitsinah. He leaves literally, secretly, quietly, Mipnei Esav, not to be detected. The Torah, in its creating and writing, the Parsha stuma, closed, is hinting at this point. And the Balaturim says similarly, it's stuma. Why? Lefisha yotzah Yakov Yaakov left literally quietly, secretly ubarach and he fled hiding and therefore the Torah reflects this condition. Now, what's required reading for this Parsha is the very last Rashi in Parsha's Toldos, a long Rashi, where Barashi tells us why the Torah informs us at the end of Toldos that Asav marries Machalas the daughter of Ishmael, And in that Rashi, we're told that this marriage of Esav to Machalas is there to teach us the age of Yaakov when he received the blessings from his father. How old was Yaakov? Contrary to what many people might be thinking, he was 63 years old, as Rashi proves. Yes, 63. And then Rashi goes on to teach that Lomatnumikan from the context of this Rashi, Shenitman the base aver, that Yaakov hid himself in the house of study of Aver in the Yeshiva of Aver Arba shana, for fourteen years and only after that does he go to the house of Lavan as our Parsha picks up in the second Aliyah. Now the question that one might very well ask is my goodness How is it possible that Yaakov is able to hide from his brother for 14 years? After all, Esau, we know, wants Yaakov dead. Proof? The Torah teaches us that when Yaakov sees Rachel, who comes with the sheep, so what does he do? He cries when he first sees Rachel. Rashi tells us two interpretations. The first one, he saw, literally, with Ruach HaKodesh, with divine insight, that, and divine inspiration, that he will not be buried with her, or she will not be buried with him. And therefore he cried, And the second opinion that Rashi brings is Yaakov was very troubled. When Eliezer came to get a wife for his father, Eliezer brought with him jewelry and delicacies. However, Yaakov comes to his uncle Lavan's house completely empty-handed. Why so? Because his nephew... Eliphaz, the son of Esav, literally, in following his father, Esav's command to kill Yaakov, overtakes him, and Yaakov convinces him that a person who is impoverished is somewhat comparable to a dead individual, and therefore he's stripped of all his possessions. But what do we see? that Asa is out to get Yaakov. So how is it possible that Yaakov is able to hide in the most natural place where Asa would be looking for him? Yaakov the Ishtam, Yosheva Holim, would naturally be hiding and studying in a yeshiva. So teaches Rabbi Simcha Zissel Brody, Zachonel of Racha who was a Rosh Hashiva in Hebron, teaches a very interesting, incredible insight into this whole idea. And he says the following. Wow! The Midrash, or forgive me, rather, the Zohar in Parshas, Truma, teaches Ubora Alma. God looked into the Torah as the blueprint, and then he created the world. Now what does that mean? He says this is literally to be taken that the Torah is not a record of the events of the reality which took place, but rather the Torah creates the reality as opposed to simply recording it. And so he says that for 974 generations prior to the creation of the world, as found in Yalkut Shimoni, in chapter 12 of Tehillim, where David Amelech says until in verse 7: Imros Hashem Amoros Tehoros, the words of Hashem are words that are pure. And it continues: Baalil Laoretz, clear to the world. The Yalkut says literally that God wrote the Torah. But not only wrote the Torah, but that each word and every letter is exact, and if one letter would be missing from its place, the whole world would be off kilter. And so over here, what does the rabbis mean to teach us? When they teach us that Parsha of Ayatze is stuma, it means that the Torah itself created the environment, created the wherewithal for Yaakov to be able to hide. Because this whole situation is described in a rather compact situation, it created a new reality for Yaakov. Unless you find this not only startling, but most challenging. He supports this thesis from a very interesting Gemara. The Gemara in, in Shabbos, 115b, 116a, tells us that God himself put the inverted nuns before the tupsukim of Ahib Soa Soha and V'nucho Yomar, which are found in Parshas Baaloscha, to teach us that this is not its proper place. Really, where should these two Psukim be? Vahib and own. and when the ark was taken and it was traveled, should be 50 paragraphs earlier in Parshas Ba'midbar, chapter 2, where it describes how the Jewish people traveled. The nation traveled first the camp of Yehuda, then the camp of Reuven. Thirdly came the Levium, and with the Levium came the Ark. So the Ark should be over the here by Ibn Soa. Why is it placed in Baaloscha? In order to separate between one Anus and another, One tragedy and another, one bad thing and another, not having two together. Because two together would emit something which would be negative for the Jewish nation. And just as Chernobyl, unfortunately, you couldn't feel it, you couldn't touch it, but within a radius thereof, there was something that unfortunately was so sad, it created a terrible state of being here, too, the Torah is creating with the buffer of Ahi ben Soa, avoiding this state of pur'anus negativity. Amazing. The Gemara says over there that Rav Shimon ben Gamliel says, in the future... Vahibin Soa will be restored to its future place. In the future, when Mashiach comes, you'll get out of shul two minutes later in Parshas Bamidbar and two minutes earlier in Parshas of the parsha where it appears now, of where, Baha What is this for us? We live, unfortunately, today in very challenging times. And, therefore, I want to assure everyone the Torah teaches at the end of Parshas Vayelech that God says regarding the Torah Kilo Sishachach Mipizaro, chapter 31, verse 21. The Torah will never be forgotten from the mouth of its offspring, the Jewish people. There always will be a Jewish people. There always will be a Jewish people studying Torah. And therefore... Just as Vayetze Yaakov and the Parsha Istuma to give the environment of Yaakov successfully being hidden, something which defies nature, the very survival of the Jew, which Rav Yaakov Emdin, Seychat said, there's no greater miracle than the survival of the Jewish people. How do you explain it? And the answer is, God created a world, a reality, to match the blueprint of Torah. The blueprint of Torah says there always will be a Jewish nation. Pinch yourself that we are, Baruch Hashem, the proud fulfillment of this prophecy. And this prophecy will be with us. be Bias Goel Tzedek. Shabbat shalom to all.